Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? This is at Ombre Vendor, Billy Mansell, coming to you with today's Dynasty Tailgate. So we're into week two now. First week, it was shaky. Um, not going to lie to you. No Joe today. It's just going to be me flying solo, trying to get you all caught up in what happened last week, uh, and then going into what's going to happen this coming week. Um, big week last week. Started out with a Minnesota-Ohio State. Ohio State got a little bit of a scare there. It was kind of weird. But Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave kind of proved why they're the top two guys in this class. Garrett Wilson put on a master class in route running. I, I know if you look at the clips, I put, posted one of them on the IDP Army TikTok. The kid just has everything that you want in a wide receiver. And Chris Olave showed the, his showed his big playability. You know, he had a couple of runs and catches, four receptions, 117 yards. But he and they put away Minnesota in the second half. A little scary in the first half. Um, me and Joe were like really texting back and forth about uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, which he was having a game before he got hurt, and he's out for the season. Uh, looked like an Achilles injury. I uh, was really interested in his prospects going into the draft. Um, I guess we're going to have to wait a year. I don't see him probably coming out. Achilles are nasty, nasty business. So hopefully he can get back in the future. So uh, I'm just going to kind of run through this past week, kind of do a recap. Um, I kind of told everybody to look out for court or not to look out for the quarterbacks because they were all going to have, you know, decent games. Well, boy, did that hit the fan. Am I right? Spencer Rattler put up a dud, like a just a complete dud against Tulane. It looked, it was, I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. You know, I, you know, as I've said on this podcast, I'm an Oklahoma fan. I watched the entire game. Not exactly excited with how the team looks. Uh, they look sloppy, not focused. Um, Rattler has all the ability to be a great quarterback. He has every tool that you need. Um, he's good in, in the pocket, good to escape. He can has the arm talent to make all the throws. His decision making is puzzling. It's Jameis Winston 2.0. He throws into double coverage for no reason. I they can't be the best read. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, by the way, this weekend saying that he's a one-read quarterback. Stop, 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 stop. He's not a one-read quarterback. Um the uh, time that he drew the defense offside and then threw the ball down the field to Marvin Mims. A lot of people said that was a bad throw. It was the kind of throw you make in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers makes his bones making that exact throw in the NFL on a weekend, week out basis. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. It, his decision making has got to get better, though. He makes very puzzling decisions sometimes. I mean, after he threw that interception, he went on like a 14 straight pass streak, but the second half was just embarrassing. So I'm just going to throw that game in the dumpster. And I would suggest if you're scouting him and trying to get where he's going to be in the future for this season, 
I don't think I don't think you can take this game to heart. It was a weird game. Um, defense played like trash. I'll get to them a little bit later. Uh, Sam Howell played uh, in in Virginia Virginia to play Virginia Tech on Friday night. It, he looked horrible. So the problem with Sam Howell this year is now that he's lost Michael Carter, now that he's lost De'Ami Brown, now that he's lost all of his weapons from last season, and the O-line clearly got worse, I don't know how Sam Howell is going to look good this season. I've moved him down my big board of quarterbacks. I just I don't know how he's going to look like the kid that you want to draft number two overall. Um, so I'm added, I moved up uh, Corral from Old Miss. He had a solid showing um, on Monday night. Louisville's a bad team. I, I don't know how much I can take that, you know, as you know, the word of the Lord, you know, I, I, I don't know how many times that he's going to be able to put up those kind of numbers. I mean, when he plays Alabama, is he going to look like that? Or is he going to look like how you would think Matt Corral is actually going to look? So I, I have him in the second spot right now, just because he looks like the best quarterback. Um, So I'm going to leave him up there. Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. He looks super solid. I'm pretty interested to see where he goes. Keaton Slovis also looked good and Carson strong, apparently the next coming, you know, the best quarterback, he looked okay. I'm still, it's Nevada. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm not sold on him just yet, but overall it was a decent weekend of football. Um, If you all checked out the Georgia Clemson game, you saw an absolute masterclass. That entire defense for Georgia is fucking insane. I that's an NFL defense. There's an NFL player on like each of those guys is an NFL player. They have multiple first rounders, Nicobe Dean and Adam Anderson linebackers looked like ferocious. They were all over JT Daniels and then Jordan Davis on the defensive line. I mean, good God, <laughs> he was like throwing people around from the Clemson O line and Clemson's O line is bad. I, I, don't think every team's going to be able to do that because Clemson has kind of a cupcake schedule for the rest of the way in the ACC, but that old line looked bad. It did not make uh, DJ Uyunglebe, I think is his name. I, I'm trying. I'll get better with that. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I will get better with saying that kid's name by the end of the season. Um, he's obviously not going to be up until 2023, so he'll have time to – get better but man for as as much talk as everybody had about that guy he didn't really show me as much i know georgia does have a really freaking good defense so i can't really put that all on him that it looked bad but he uh definitely could have done better clemson clemson has a solid yeah clemson has a solid team so he shouldn't be that bad and i'm sure he's gonna have a bounce back and the rest of that offense is going to look good too. But you can definitely tell Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence aren't walking through that door anytime soon. So hopefully they can turn it around. Um, the running back I was most happy with is actually, I mean, Zach Char- Charbonnet, Charbonnet, I think is it Charbonnet. I'm not sure. He had a really good showing um, against LSU did everything that you could ask him to do in that game. And he's actually, I think he's going to be one of the top five backs in the draft by the end of the season. I just can't see how he does. Like he gets off of this pace. Chip Kelly 
really has him looking good, and he's doing it on a very few carries too. He only had 11 carries this weekend against LSU, 117 yards and a touch, plus one reception for 35 yards. I think the sky is the limit for him. I'm going to be very pumped to see how he goes for the rest of the season. But he, you know, he's still my guy. But the one that was I was most happy with this weekend was actually Zonovan Knight out of NC State. 16 carries, 163 yards, and a touchdown. He looked good, looked solid. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I had him on my watch list um, at the beginning of the season, and it was kind of exciting to see that he actually was able to you know, get, get some good run in. Cause a lot of people had worries about him, maybe not getting the full workload, but I was not worried at all about that. He looked great. Um, just touch on briefly Brees hall, throw that game in the trash, 23 carries, 69 yards. That's not going to get anything done Four receptions though, for 31 yards. That, that was kind of when we first started this podcast, we were kind of talking about what's, what are the receptions going to look like? Cause if, if you're in the NFL today and you can't receive the ball, that's not good. That's not a good sign. Um, you need to be able to show that you can catch the ball. So four receptions for 31 yards. I did like that. Carries 23 for 69 is not very efficient, but at least he's getting the volume. That should go up. He's got a huge test this weekend, which we'll get to here in a little bit on our preview. Um, Zamir White for Georgia. Boy, did he look good. Um, 13 yards, 74 or 13 carries for 74 yards. It, it just against that Clemson defense, he really like put his teeth into that defense and he could have had, he could have had more yards. There was yards left on that field, but he was able to go up in that kind of a test and he was able to answer the call and he was best offensive player probably on the field. So without Zamir white, they don't win that football game, even though the offense did not score a touchdown. Understandably. I know, I know that that's a bad thing, but I think he can build off this kind of a game and go forward and actually be useful, more useful in the future. So I'm going to keep my eye on him for sure. And then uh, the last guy I have written down is Kyron Williams. Um, what a great game that was Notre Dame versus Florida state on Sunday um, had everything that you want, you know, Florida state is not a good football team. So it's a little concerning for Notre Dame that they were able to keep that close but Kyron Williams, the carries didn't really get you excited. 18 carries for 42 yards. But I want to get to the receptions. Six receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. That is the exact kind of volume and that kind of those kind of stats. That's what you want to see at the end of the season because that's the kind of back that you're going to need in the NFL. I mean, he's going to be a pass catching back. So, you know, if you're immediately looking for somebody in the like PPR department, the only concern, obviously, that comes with that is if they don't consider him much of a runner and more of just a pass catcher, then maybe he falls into like the Geo Bernard section, which it, he's useful, but it's not, you know, it's not what you want. So I, I was impressed with the pass catching. We'll see if the uh, the rushing can match that by the end of the season. But he had a great game. Notre Dame in general looks pretty good, but not like I said, not great. The defense. Needs a lot of work. Uh, Florida State should not be able to move the ball that well, and they were able to. So I'm hoping that can look better. And then just briefly, Isaiah Spiller, um, that was a weird game. Uh, he didn't really get to show as much. In fact, he had uh, the other back on the team was able to outrush him, but they also were beating the tar out of the team they were playing. So 
I'm going to throw that one in the we'll see category um, for this season. So that's quarterbacks. That's running backs. Um, we'll touch briefly on wide receivers that I didn't touch on with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, Drake London looks the part for USC. 12 receptions, 137 yards. What more can you ask from a wide receiver in college? Like, that is great. That is a dependable wide receiver. It's good for his, you know, dependability from Slovis. It's going to make Slovis look great. It's going to make uh, Drake London look great. Slovis only had 24 completions the whole game. Half of them <laughs> went to Drake London. So you'll have to see if defensive coordinators maybe lock into that in the future and kind of understand, hey, they're definitely going to be keying in on Drake London. But at least for week one, I, you know, that's a grade A performance, 12 137. We'll take that every day of the week. We love receptions. Um, we'll move on to Jahan Dotson. Kid looks like a freaking stud <laughs> for Penn State. That was a sloppy, nasty game. Um, there was a lot of receptions left on the field, actually, not because of him, but because of the quarterback. The quarterback for Penn State is not up to stuff. And Jahan Dotson could have gone off for 200 yards if – this guy could have just connected with him more, but five receptions for 102 and a touch. That's that's plenty good. He showed everything that he needed to show in that game. Um, he is definitely a stud. He's one of my top five wide receivers going into this. Uh, John Mechie the third for Alabama. Uh, Miami defense kind of was exactly what I thought it was going to be. The entire Miami team was kind of what I thought it was going to be. Not very good, and Alabama looked like they're just going to cruise on their way to a, a title. So, it's, you know, here we go again with Alabama being good. But Mechie didn't really prove that he was the number one wide receiver on that team with this game. I still have him rated pretty high because I think when they come, when push comes to shove, scouts are going to be like, oh, another Alabama wide receiver, and he's probably still going to go high. But who knows? he might be overshadowed in a couple games this season. He was kind of overshadowed in the game that they played um, by the tight end who they got. Um, but Alabama is going to cruise most of the games this season. I'm interested to see when they play a little bit harder of a competition. Miami did not look like that. I'm not sure that Miami is going to win as many games as Miami fans had hoped, but we'll see. Um, just a couple more names. Uh, Jah- Jalen Tolbert. For South Alabama, yeah, the South Alabama uh, Jaguars, five receptions, 168 yards. You keep doing your thing, man. We we will keep our eyes on South Alabama football as long as you're putting up those kind of numbers. Um, the quarterback didn't have that many receiving yards. It pretty much all went to him, and I think he's a small school guy that we need to keep our eyes on because Jalen Tolbert is a name. That's a, that's a name that we need to be paying attention to. So I'll quickly clean up the defense. Andrew Booth three solo tackles, one tackle for a loss and one pass defended. He was really good in that Georgia Clemson game. And then uh, Kyle Hamilton for, I said last, okay, here's another thing I got to clean up. I said, Kyle Hamilton played for Florida state last week. He plays for Notre Dame and he was fucking good as shit in that game. So I apologize for making that mistake, but Kyle Hamilton looks like the best safety in this draft class. So He's definitely somebody that we're going to have to keep our eyes on. Uh, linebackers not named Adam Anderson or Nakobe Dean. Mike Rose for Iowa State had a really good game. Five slow tackles, one tackle for loss, or 1.5 tackles for loss. And then Christian Harris for Alabama, one sack, two solo tackles. 
those are solid numbers. We, you know, they were both in kind of tough games, but we're, we'll see as the season goes on. And then just defensive line, DeVarvin, DeMarvin Leal for Texas A&M, two solo tackles and a sack. Kind of looked exactly like I thought he was going to look. Uh, not as, uh, you know, dominant as Kayvon Thibodeau, which, by the way, Kayvon Thibodeau went out with an injury this weekend. Um, I don't think it's serious. Nothing that I have seen made it look serious. So I'm sure he'll be back at some point in time. But hopefully he is ready for this week's primetime game, which brings us to the game previews. So going into week two, uh, we kind of got a weird scare. I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of good games this week. So seeing players, I you know, even Oklahoma is playing like Western, I don't even know, Western Kentucky or something. And they're going to blow the hell out of whatever team that is. I do not have a problem with Spencer Rattler in that game. I don't think the tape's going to show very much because they shouldn't. He shouldn't be bad. If he is bad, maybe that we come back next week. That's more concerning. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, he has a good game. All these quarterbacks are pretty much in easy games this week. So, um, kind of shifting my focus a smidge. Uh, the big game this week, we'll just get right to it. Ohio State, Oregon. This is going to be a really tough test for Ohio State if. Kayvon Thibodeau is out there. If Kayvon Thibodeau is not out there, mm, I don't know if it's going to be that hard because Kayvon Thibodeau kind of changes the course of that defense. And if he's not out there, it's still a solid defense. Um, The names aren't really as poppy for 2022, so we won't really get into it as much. But if Kayvon Thibodeau is out there, Okay, this will be a good test for them. Really good test for them. Um, Also, C.J. Verdell for uh, Oregon should give Ohio State problems. They had problems with Ibrahim last week. So, I, you know, C.J. Verdell is not as good as Ibrahim, but he should be good and solid in this game. Uh, On the Ohio State side, we're obviously highlighting Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave again. This will be a better test for them, I think. Um, I'm not... I don't think Minnesota's secondary is bad. However, I don't think they're as good as Oregon secondary. I still see Ohio State winning this pretty easily. Um, this will be a good statement game for either Garrett Wilson and, or Chris Olave or possibly both. Um, also, their running back, Master Teague, he looked really good in that game. So hopefully hopefully he can show some things, but I still don't know if he's a dependable quarterback. Or running back. So as far as other games this week that I'm kind of looking to highlight, we got the number two defensive lineman, DeMarvin Leal, is playing Colorado. That um, kind of interested to see what he can do there. Anytime you're playing an out-of-conference Power 5 school, you know, wacky things can happen. So I like to give uh, DeMarvin Leal a chance to actually show something after they played an FCF opponent last week. Um, Isaiah Spiller versus Colorado as well. Obviously, he's the number two running back right now. This will be a better test for him. I don't think he'll be spelled out by the second back as much. I think he'll get to show more of him being him. He's still a powerful runner, and they're going to need every bit of him playing Colorado this week. Um, On to the next game, we got the number four tight end for me. He's moving down the board. Charlie Kohler versus Iowa. Um, Charlie Kohler didn't do anything this past week. Iowa State barely got by Northern Iowa 
and I didn't like that. Charlie Kohler is better than that. And it, it kind of uh, – it was weird. That's a, It was a weird game, and I don't like seeing that. So hopefully Charlie Kohler, it, if he's not as involved this week, okay, maybe maybe he was right. Maybe Charlie Kohler isn't as good. I've been told Charlie Kohler's not a good tight end. I've seen him be very good and very dependable in games. Um, Brock Purdy loves throwing to him. We'll see. Uh, the number one running back I have, Brees Hall, is also playing Iowa this week. That should be a really good game. A um, couple of top ten teams. Uh, Brees Hall is actually going to get a chance to show if he can go against a good defense. Um, they're going to need every bit of Brees Hall if they're going to win this game. Um, Ohio State or Iowa State has not had these kind of expectations in a while, so I would it would kind of suck for them if this is you know this ends up looking rough. Uh, for them hopefully they can beat Iowa but we'll see it's been going Iowa's way the past couple years Um, we'll go on to the next game Texas versus Arkansas so obviously I'm going to highlight 2023 or 20 yeah 2023 running back Bijan Robinson yeah they're going against Arkansas Arkansas is not great but they're a little frisky Um, Arkansas definitely can do some things so I'm interested to see what Bijan Robinson can do in this kind of a game I I I know everybody loved what he did last week against Louisiana. I I want to see more and Sarkeesian can definitely get it out of him. I just need to see it more. And I didn't it was good. It was good. It just wasn't what you want from him. He's supposed to be better than every back in this class and every back in the last class. So if he's supposed to be that good, then I just I need the numbers to be popping from him. And he was going; they were going against a ranked opponent. They did beat them pretty easily, but I just think as the season goes on, like when he plays like Oklahoma or Iowa State, for example, I'm sure we'll get to see more of him and more of what he can do. And you know, I just need to. I just you know, I'm just getting so many Debbie comments about how he's definitively the best player in this draft or next draft as far as running backs go so i just need to see it a little bit more but all right on the other side of the ball for texas or for arkansas in that game is Traylon burks we got to see, he didn't really show much last week so i didn't really highlight him um but this will be this will be a great game for him to highlight himself in um arkansas is not a very good football team but like i said they can be frisky and Traylon Burks is going to need to be every bit of good if he's going to if they're going to beat Texas, which totally possible. I still don't think Steve Sarkeesian's a very great coach, but he's definitely good. So we'll see what they can do this week. I still have him as the number three wide receiver. He's got all the metrics that you need to be, you know, a wide receiver in the league. So hopefully he can turn it around against Texas this weekend. Moving on to the next game, we got Zonovan Knight for NC State. Right now I have him as my fifth running back. Um, They're playing Mississippi State, SEC opponent, not a great defense. Okay, so I understand that a lot of people are like, oh, SEC, SEC, SEC. I know. Their defenses aren't great sometimes. They're They're not all Georgia or Alabama. There's some pretty bad ones in there, too. So we'll get to see what Zonovan Knight can do against an SEC defense. If he lights it up, I don't think there's going to be a way to keep him off of, you know, the big boards for a lot of people. 
All right. The sixth rank running back in this class I have uh, is for BYU. His name's Tyler Allergia. Okay. You're going to have to forgive me, folks. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his last name. It looks like allergy. I'm sure that it's not that at all. It's probably something very (laughs) precise, and it probably sounds good. But anyway, he's going against Utah. BYU, he played pretty well last week. Um, Wasn't, you know, kind of a middling performance for me. So against Utah this week, a ranked opponent, that would be really a nice little feather in the cap for him. And I I will definitely look to see if he can build on that. Um, And then we'll end on USC versus Stanford. Obviously I'm, I'm highlighting Keaton Slovis and I'm highlighting Drake London once more. Um, They showed everything you needed to see last week. And this week they're playing Stanford in the pac 12. Stanford is not good, so I'm not going to try to pretend like if they beat them, it's going to be some kind of signature win. But at the same time, you know, it would be nice to see him perform, see them perform that way against, you know, a Pac-12 opponent. I'm pretty sure they play Fresno State, either Fresno State or San Jose State this past week. And, you know, we had, I I thought they were going to be better than they were, but they were not that great. So, We'll see. Hopefully they can get better. Hopefully we can, or hopefully they can just show that they're good and that USC football is back. So the last little bit of the show, I would like to just quickly go over kind of some of the rankings I have right now. I've kind of moved some people around as far as who we're, who we're looking for. Um, I mainly just wanted to highlight the defensive side. So for DBs, I have Kyle Hamilton, Derek Singley Jr., Kair Elam from Florida, cornerback, um, and then safety Lewis Seen for Georgia. Um, he showed a lot this past weekend. That whole defense is good, folks. I, I don't know what else to say. That Georgia defense is one of the best defenses I've seen in college football in a while. Um, the offense needs a lot of work. I, I Kind of exactly where JT Daniels was at in that game is kind of exactly how I think JT Daniels is in general. He wasn't transcendent. He wasn't good. He wasn't didn't prove anything. He's probably like the eighth or ninth quarterback in this class. I'm we'll see. I'm just not overly excited for him yet. Maybe he can show something kind of like Derek King. Derek King looked bad against Alabama. There was a lot of weird plays and maybe it's the offensive coordinator. I'm not sure, but he did not make a lot of good decisions. The play calling was bad. And I'm hoping that he didn't like audible into some of those. I mean, one of them, I don't know why, but they were five yards out from the goal line. It was fourth down. They ran a draw from five yards away when, you know, they were on the goal line. They were at the one. He took the pass and shotgun or he took the snap and shotgun and then tried to run it in. Don't give Alabama a head start. Like, come on. (laughs) I uh, you know, it's just confusing and I'm sure they're not his calls. I'm sure it's Miami. They feel they can feel confident in him, but I don't see it. So anyway, quarterbacks, Spencer Rattler, still my number one. Matt Coral is number two. Desmond Ritter's number three, Sam Howell, four Malik Willis from Liberty five. And then Keaton Slovis is six. So Malik Willis, Liberty football, they're going to have a chance this week to show something when they play old miss. But I, uh, 
I don't see the Cam Newton comparisons yet, but maybe that we'll get there. I, I just have a tough time believing that that's his comp, but you know, we'll see. Uh, running backs, Isaiah Spiller, one, Brees Hall, two, Kyron Williams, three, Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet, four, Zonovan Knight, five, and then Tyler Algieri, maybe, is six. So I thought those guys showed the most. We're kind of Those are kind of who we're looking for in fantasy. I'll just quickly run through my wide receivers. I will admit I don't have David Bell in the top ten. That's probably an oversight. He was really good this last weekend, and then two weeks from now, he plays Notre Dame, so we'll see exactly where he's at. But I have Garrett Wilson, one, Chris Olave, two, Traylon Burks, three, Jahan Dotson, four, Drake London, five, Justin Ross, six, seven, John Mechie, eight, Jalen Tolbert, nine, George Pickens from Georgia, and then 10, Zay Flowers. David Bell, I, he could work his way in there. Mechie maybe isn't as good as I thought. Justin Ross did not look great against Clemson or against Georgia. I'm not sure a lot of people are going to look good against Georgia. That will be any, anybody who's good against Georgia, that will be a transcendent performance. So like I said earlier, there's not a ton of great games this weekend. So I'm sorry folks out there. It's this week two slate is a little, uh, a little rough. There's the El Asico between Iowa and Iowa state. That should be fun. Um, obviously, Oregon, Ohio State will be more fun if Kayvon Thibodeau plays, but it's kind of I, – I haven't seen that he's not playing, but I also haven't seen any update at all about the ankle, and I'm sure we won't until Friday if you're listening to this on a Friday. Um, recording this on a Thursday, of course. Um, just, you know, hopefully we can get some 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 st- – that's padded maybe a couple people that we didn't think were going to be any good maybe they can show something that we didn't see but seriously the entire top five is not playing anyone of note it's it's all it's kind of an embarrassing like i said kind of an embarrassing state slate of games for college football but here we are alabama's playing mercer uh georgia's playing uab uh Oklahoma's playing Western Carolina. Sorry to Western Kentucky out there. I didn't mean to make you think that. Ohio State's obviously playing Oregon, so that that will be a fun game. But the rest of the slate, not great. Not not great. Texas A&M, Colorado, that could be fun. We'll just have to see. There's not – it's more of like, you know, the teams that are getting paid to get their butt whooped are coming in. So we'll see where we're at. Anyway, that's all I got for this week. Please follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. Please contact me in the IDP Army Discord. We've got an entire college football talk channel in there. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. I will be, I'm in there every week um, as the games are going on and throughout the week, kind of just chatting it up. Um, hit me up on Twitter at Ombre Vendor, please. I would love to hear from you. If you disagree with me, talk to me. I would love to hear it. I, I've already been ta- almost talked into David Bell being a lot better than I think. So believe me, I I'm willing to, I'm willing to change. I just, I'm, I'm here to try to help. That's the thing. I'm helping myself. I'm helping Joe who isn't here. I'm helping. I'm trying to help everyone. We're just collecting notes and kind of uh, passing them around, trying to get just kind of that edge, you know, over the fellow people in our leagues that are not paying attention right now. They have no idea what's going on. They don't even care about college football. Jordan, 50 Shades of Drunk. 
care about college football. Um, that's who I'm talking to, but plenty of people don't care about college football right now. I know real fo- football starts again this weekend. I'm happy for that as well, but college football is actually still going on too. So I would love to hear any comments or concerns. Uh, follow the YouTube, follow the TikTok at IDP Army. We're on both of those. You can see offensive points content on there as well. Um, and check out the Offensive Points Podcast. That's where I'll be talking all fantasy football most of the time. And thank you all for tuning in. Have a great weekend.